the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. That's right. It's all mine, baby. It's all hers. The Andrea K. Show coming at y'all live now, six to eight p.m. It, you know what? It still hasn't gotten old yet. We've been doing this uh, two hours, added a second hour to the Andrea K. Show now a few weeks ago, and I'm still just as excited as I was when we launched it. And we've got a great show lined up for you guys tonight. Uh, so much talk today. Everybody's talking today about uh, how the DHS is partying like it's 1984, and we're going to bring you the latest on the explosive. Announcement that was made yesterday by the Department of Homeland Security about their disinformation group. So we got to discuss that at the open of the show. And we've got some interesting audio for you of that uh, in regards of a hearing that happened today with Mayorkas. And I know that I have not been talking much about Russia, but I got to tell you, I'm beginning to get increasingly concerned about what's going on. With Putin and the Biden administration requested $33 additional billion dollars today to, to, to address the issue. But I tell you what country that's not being addressed right now that has the potential to actually start a war. And it involves Ilhan Omar and Kashmir. So we've got John Guandolo, the nation's greatest a national security analyst, if you will. His organization is called Understanding the Threat, and he's going to be here after the break to tell us everything we need to know about the real threat that we face from Putin. Is he really about to, to launch, or, or would he really a trigger um, uh, and pull the trigger on a nuke against this country? And what should we really know about Ilhan Omar and the actual threat that that faces? Just two of the topics we got coming at y'all tonight. Glad to have you here with me. 888-344-1170. If you'd like to contact the show, you can also email me at andreakshow.com. But call us 888-344-1170. I'm certainly interested to see how concerned you are about the Department of Homeland Security's new disinformation governance group, as well as how concerned concerned you are when you see the images of Putin, who looks not just evil, but looks like a seriously physically medically ill man and the threat that that faces us tonight. 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. And the message said, DJ Potato Skins. Let's roll. Let's roll. That's it. You hearkening back to uh, let, let's roll as in you're hearkening back to 9-11? Yes, ma'am. 
Well, a lot to think about because we've got a lot of battlefronts in which we've got Indeed to say, let's roll on. And when um, and we're going to have John Guandolo after the break to talk about what should we be doing? How much should we be rolling involving Russia and Ukraine? And I see it all over the monitors tonight about the incursions that are continuing. Russian forces trying to eradicate Ukrainian identity and curse on. I mean, every day it's beating the drums. And, and I hadn't been reporting on it because I felt that, that it was overhyped. Um, and that we had bigger issues and wars that we needed to wage here. So you're going to want to stay tuned for John Guandolo to get his perspective on that. But here at home, I can't think of a bigger battle that we're waging, potato skins, than the battle over speech. Because we know that from a variety of different fronts, what they did with the monopoly, the three-pronged stool that was the Democrats' And the mainstream media propaganda machine in conjunction with big tech actually put is what resulted in Joe Biden being being in the White House. We know that. And so in anticipation of free speech being restored to America and therefore the possible because you control the message and you control minds and that's how you can control the outcome of an election in anticipation of Elon Musk buying Twitter and doing the unimaginable in the eyes of the left, which is bringing free speech back to what has been being considered today's town square, in spite of all the uh, the outlets that have tried to compete with Twitter. There's, you know, Twitter and Facebook are really where most people get their news these days and their content and their information. In anticipation of Elon Musk buying that, the Biden administration pulled the trigger and what people are rightfully comparing to the Ministry of Truth in the book 1984. Now, um, Mayorkas has said the goal is to bring the resources of the DHS together to address this threat. Hmm. The, th- the threat of, of people being allowed to speak their mind? Free speech and them losing their grip. Right. Well, it's interesting because Jim Jordan was asking him today and peppering Mayorkas today with questions about what is considered disinformation. What what makes it a threat and what areas of disinformation are they actually going to govern in what way? We know that the woman that's been assigned now to be Jankowitz or Janowitz, who's going to be in charge of the this governing board ha, was one of the people who tweeted out that that the Hunter Biden laptop story was a bunch of Russian disinformation. That was disinformation. So the woman who's going to be in charge of the disinformation governing board was actually putting out phony false disinformation regarding Hunter's laptop. Because the, even the New York Times and WAPO have had to authenticate the fact that the laptop top exists and so does all the emails that are on it. So I want you to listen to Jim Jordan questioning Mayorkas today. And then we'll come back and, and discuss. Uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, yesterday you announced the formation of Disinformation Governance Board at DHS. You put out a bulletin two months ago, big fancy bulletin here, red, white, and blue. You said that misleading narratives, mis- dis- and malinformation, MDM as you call it, misleading narratives undermine the trust in government. I was just wondering, uh, when the head of the CDC, Ms. Walensky, said that the vaccinated can't get the virus, did that undermine trust in government? Um, when the highest paid official in our government, the smartest man on the planet, Dr. Fauci, when he said the virus didn't come from a lab, did that undermine trust in government? And will that be something that this governing board will look at? How about, how about this one? How about when 51 former intel officials told us that the Hunter Biden story was, had all the earmarks of Russian misinformation? Will that be something that this governance board that you just formed, will you be looking into that? Uh, Congressman, um, the disinformation board 
addresses uh, disinformation that imperils the safety um, uh, and security of our homeland. And one of the primary areas that we are focused on is the dissemination of disinformation and its potential connection. But that's not what your bulletin talked about. Uh, the gentleman's time COVID. The gentleman's time has expired. The wit- I am permitting the witness to answer the question. But the gentleman can say nothing now. It's oh, witnesses. Let me know. Privilege to answer the gentleman's. We don't need to hear any more of that Nadler and that Nadler. Listen to what this man said there. One of the primary areas that we are focused on is the dissemination of information. What does that mean? Disseminate. How the word dissemination means information that gets put out there. So what they are seeking to do is to control, flat out take control of our methods of communication in this country. Under the guise of public safety, how is this any different from we got to shut your business down and and take your job away from you and put you inside of your home in the in, in, in under the guise of safety, right? Security. He goes. He says at one point, and one of the things Jim Jordan was talking about was he was saying that that it had to do with uh, threats and potentials. I can't remember the actual words that that this guy used, um, but. If the idea is that it's potential um, dissemination of information and it's potential to harm the country, how can information harm a country, Skins? How do words harm a country? They don't. They only, what they harm is the Democrats' agenda. They harm the ability to con- for them to control this nation. They realize the narratives are already falling apart, and if free speech continues to actually gain traction, they're going to have no power whatsoever. Right. Well, because the power is in the people. This is supposed to be a government that's of the people and by the people, right? And for the people. That Twitter story, Andrea, scares them to death. That's why they beat it to the punch. Well, they, well, I They realized it was going to be a town square for complete free speech. And so this is actually going to get people to second guess themselves. Well, what I think that I think they seized upon this, the buying of Twitter by Elon Musk is an opportunity. Just like just like the China virus was was real, but the response to it in terms of the communistic communistic controls that took place as as a result were an were an exploitation of that. They seized upon the opportunity to implement those communistic controls. And I think that's the case here. The left is hysterical today that somebody might actually put out a story that they don't like because the definite and one of the things Jim Jordan did wrong, in my opinion, in his questioning, at least the clips that we saw, because I didn't get to see all the testimony one of the things i thought that that he should have asked is define disinformation who gets to decide what disinformation is and one of the things that frustrates me in some of these in these hearings and these committee hearings and these testimonies is that oftentimes it's just the republican party blustering in its theater because they want to look like they're doing a great job in terms of holding people accountable when, you know, what what should they be doing right now? Is it, I, I think it's kind of clever. It puts them on the spot. And of course, it exposes in some ways the reality of what they're what they're trying to do. But um, Megan, I don't know who this gal is. She's a blue check. But she her, her name is Megan Basham. And she said Biden's disinformation governance board is a real world ministry of, of truth. A conservative movement that doesn't fight this with everything it has isn't worthy of the name or of an American. 
we're going to have John Guandolo come on in a, in, in a little bit to talk about what's actually going on in Russia and what how serious the threat is that we that we face. Is it even a serious threat when when Putin is threatening Western civilization and uh, and the alarm bells that people are ringing about Ilhan Omar and Kashmir? But the future of this country depends on our ability to share information. That's why our founders wanted a free press. The free press was supposed to be almost like um, the uh, the fourth state, if you will. We have three branches of government and the free press and the media was supposed to be the backstop for us. They were supposed to be independent and they were supposed to be holding the the elected officials and holding our government accountable by investigating it and reporting back to the people as to what the truth is in this government. That's what it's supposed to be about. Before we take a break and go to John Guandolo and talk about Russia. We're going to quickly go to the phones. Ben is on the line. He has something he wants to say on this. Hey, Ben, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Kay. Um, a little bit of a crush on you. But anyway, I um, just wanted to say the devil. Wait, excuse me real quick. We, something about crush. What was that? A little bit of a crush on you. No oh. big deal. <laughs> I thought, that's what I thought I heard you say, baby. I just wanted to hear it again. <laughs> I just had to get, get away with it quick. Anyway, the devil and the Democratic Party only have the power to confuse and lie. And that's it. That's all I wanted to say. But that, if you look at it deep, they're like the devil. They're just trying to confuse and separate people. And they're doing a damn good job. They are. They're doing an excellent job of it, and they want to continue to do it. Joe Biden would not be in the White House today, but for their manipulation of the minds of the American people. And we saw so much of the same playbook play out over COVID. Ben, thank you so much for calling in. I wish I had more time to chat with you, but we've got to uh, switch gears and but kind of not really switch gears. Thank you, because coming up. So uh, we're going to be talking to John Guandolo about the national security threats that we face. He, He runs an organization. He's former FBI, former former uh, Navy Intel. He runs a, a group called understandingthethreat.com. And I'm hoping I can understand more about how real the risk is. Are we this close or how close are we having Vladimir Putin drop a nuke on us? We'll find out when we come back. 888-344-1170. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you'd like to call in the show tonight on any of the topics that we have tonight, of course, you're going to have to do that after I speak to my next guest because this time has to be just for him. Of course, I told you guys before the break that it, the question remains, how serious of a threat is it from Vladimir Putin that he is threatening to drop a nuke on Western civilization. I don't know how serious of a threat it is. I've been wanting to, to discuss this for a little bit, but I couldn't get a hold of my favorite national national security threat assessment guy, John Guandolo. He's been so busy all over the world. He is the president and founder of Understanding the Threat, which is the only organization in America that provides tools to leaders and police and citizens to identify and dismantle jihadi, terrorist, and communist networks in their local communities. Y'all know that John Guandolo has been on my show many times before. So y'all know that he's former FBI. He's national, uh, not national. He's a Naval Academy graduate where my godson is. And he knows anything and everything about all the threats that we face. He's also co-author of the book Sharia, The Threat to America, as well as other books. And he joins me now. Hi, John Guandolo. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. 
Thank you very much. It is wonderful to be on with you tonight. Well, thank you. I understand that you took a break from mowing the lawn of your sister-in-law just to come on the Andrea K. Show tonight. <laughs> I did. I'm out here staring at a field, and uh, I am uh, I'm grateful. Well, uh, I told him he should multitask. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Well, it seems like he is. He's mowing a lawn and then he's going to take a little break and talk to AK. Um, Before we talk about Russia and how serious this threat is, like how close are we to having Vladimir Putin drop a nuke on us? I got to play a clip for you and everybody of who who is right now commander in chief. Clip two. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes and other ill-begotten gains. Of Putin's kleptocracy, uh, yeah, kleptocracy, and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> <laughs> but these are bad guys. This legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. <laughs> John Guandolo. I mean, it's hilarious. On one, on one hand, and first of all, you know, whatever dude was who typed the word kleptocracy into the teleprompter has already been fired, right? But John Guandola, he's talking about Russia and, and, and sanctions and stuff. This is our commander in chief. I'm hoping you're going to tell me the threat that we face from Vladimir Putin potentially dropping a nuke isn't real because this is who we got as commander in chief. Well, uh, there are so many uh, ways to go with this this discussion, but I, I just want to say uh, two things right at the outset is what the current administration regime in Washington is doing is intentionally driving this country uh, to the to the breaking point, and that's intentional. And I think the hardest thing when I brief, whether it's national leadership or state leaders or even patriot groups and citizens, is somehow psychologically people are having a hard time believing that it is what's happening, what they what somewhere in the back of their mind they realize is happening is actually happening. And and the reality is, it is. And you've got to uh, grasp that. You've got to accept it. What you need to accept is there is an intentional movement in the United States by the communists and by the jihadis that what has been happening over the last several years is the culmination of a 100-year communist movement in the United States, about a 60-year Islamic movement. And But to your question, the communist movement initiated, right? Karl Marx mm-hmm. wrote it. Vladimir Lenin operationalized it and Mao perfected it. Mm. And when Mao seized power, you know, the Chinese uh, in 1921 allied themselves with the Soviet Union. And then after uh, Khrushchev, bes- you know, besmirched Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. Uh, China, basically, which recently has just released a movie hailing Joseph Stalin as a great man. We have to understand these businessmen and presidents back to Nixon coming forward. Mm. All of them, with, with only one exception, have uh, taken a position that we can woo China, that we can do business with them, and that they will see the beauty of the free market system and they'll come around. 
And that has completely failed in 50 years. Well, not only completely that, excuse me failed. for excuse me for interrupting, because you're you're one of the only other people I've ever met that sees the communism jihadi uh, combination there. Um, that was the same mindset that George W. Bush had. And I actually worked on a documentary called Baking Apple Pies. I knew that, in, in my opinion, I said from the jump, he didn't go over there to um, to d- because of WMDs over there into Afghanistan and Iraq. It was under the idea that they hate us because they just haven't experienced, the, you know, democracy. We're going to go over there and bake some apple pies and build some schools. and They're going to fall in love with us. Right. And that's kind of what's that going right. on. Right. And Jan Psaki today was saying that we know what's going to ease inflation. Let's remove these tariffs on China. Right. Right. So, that's I mean, that lunacy. it's lunacy. It's, it's trying not. to woo them. But but it, it, right. But what I'm saying is it's lunacy to people like you and me. It is not to them. It is intentional. Well, they so let me stop you again, it's because I, I because I always have such a limited time with you. And when you talk about intention, then it, then I then I'm flashing back to day one of the Biden administration um, halting Keystone Pipeline and removing sanctions on Russia involving oil. So was uh, is that part of the intention that you're talking about? Yes, that's exactly right. They are in t- this regime is intentionally trying to bring down this government because this regime lock, stock and barrel is in bed with the Chinese communists. And that is what you've got arguably the most communist member of Congress, Kamala Harris, is now the vice president. You've got a guy like Joe Biden who I wouldn't argue that he's a card-carrying communist. I think he's a greedy, self-serving man. Mm-hmm. But it was the communists that openly, and he openly thanks them, uh, for getting him elected when he first got elected to Congress. So um, this, is, this is who they are. And I think people are having a hard time. They think communism, communism is not still around. The Chinese still consider the United States the plague on the world. And they believe they must impose a communist regime on the world. That's their stated goal from before Mao, from 1921 to 1949 when Mao took power. And after he, you know, uh, was gone in 1976, uh, that's the continued policy of China. So I'm so trying to, to think that they're anything but that is to be a fool. Right. So the Democrats are communist. It's a Marxist revolution going on in this country. So help me to understand how that plays into this Russian-Ukrainian conflict. Is that why he removed sanctions on Russia and enabled the Russian economy and and on his hundredth day? Um, because they're supposedly beating, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because if you watch media reports, it's all about poor Ukraine, poor Ukraine. But then if you look at the actions by the Biden administration, it's actually pro Russia. Right, am I, or am I wrong? I do not believe you're wrong. I think what you just said is correct. What I find shocking is many patriots, not just uh, Democrats, uh, the same people that lied about Trump Russia collusion, the same people that knew that the impeachment process was a, was a sham, the same people that knew that these COVID lockdowns were uh, not only unconstitutional, they were a direct affront to our inalienable rights. And the same people that knew that there was fraud in the election, and this is an illegitimate government, or at least have questions, the same people that did all that are the same people telling us, Vladimir Putin bad, Ukraine awesome. 
Let's fly the flags. And immediately, patriots are like flying flags all over. Texas, I can't turn a corner without seeing some car dealerships, some office buildings, or people wearing Ukrainian flag ties. It's like you stepped off the stupid bus and got hit by a two by four. It's the same people pushing and, this propaganda, and you're eating it completely. You're just eating it up. Yeah, it amazes me the conservatives that just it, as soon as it, it, they're just so malleable and easily manipulated. And I think it's because the, the couple of things in our traditional American c- culture, which is pro military, and that we are just a, a heartfelt uh, a, a people that just want to help other people that are in crisis. But we have to be careful. I talked about this from the beginning is that the American people need to be careful to not be uh, manipulated into engaging in a war that maybe isn't ours. But then when I see that Vladimir Putin, uh, you know, is threatening us with a nuke and Ted Cruz is out today speaking to Texas going, we got to get engaged here. We got to be doing a no fly zone. We got to be supporting the thirty eight billion dollars. Then I've got like, wait a second. Where am I wrong here? So that's why I'm so glad you're here tonight. And, And can I ask? ask you to stay over for another segment so we can delve deeper into this because I've got some more questions for you. Okay. Thank you. Sure. You can get back to mowing that lawn in a little bit. It'll wait for you. All right. Now, John Guandolo is going to stay over with us. He's going to answer the question for us what he thinks Putin's next steps are going to be. And I'm also going to ask him why Ilhan Omar is in Kashmir and why that may be a huge indication of, of another huge threat that we face. So don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. 888-344-1170. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Andrea, you do an fantastic job, believe me, and everybody knows it. Look, to get two hours is unbelievable. It is fantastic, <laughs> and if I could say it, it's huge. It really is because most people in radio they go from two to one, and sometimes zero or even minus thirty, kind of like Joe Biden's ratings. Brandon, <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Little uh, creepy Joe, always keeping always losing ratings. Look, you're the opposite of CP Joe. You're very much awake. You're dynamite in a dress. And believe me, you are explosive. I love what you do on the radio. I love the fact that you're promoting MAGA. You're doing great. And believe me, we're going to be back in the White House. We're going to remake America great again. And we could not do it without your incredible love and tremendous support. Thank you, Andrea, for all that you do. You're a great patriot. We look forward to a third hour. And believe me, it's going to happen under my watch. <laughs> Thank you, Donald Trump, a.k.a. my old my old friend Phil. Still, still working out the Trump impersonation, but 95% there. I appreciate it so much. And glad to have the laughs because uh, we're going to continue our conversation with John Guandolo from understanding the threat about this. And I'm trying to continue. I asked him to stay over because we're trying to make sense of what's going on. I am anyway, trying to understand the actual threat that we face with from Putin involving this Russian Ukraine conflict versus what is being manufactured in order to push an agenda. So John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat, thank you for staying over. So on that end, um, trying to figure out, um, let me back up for a second. Yesterday, there was an announcement that the Department of Homeland Security is going to um, have a new something called the disinformation governance group and the woman who's going to be in charge of it uh, her past duties were in charge of communications from the Biden administration about Russia Ukraine so uh, that makes me think that we're getting a whole lot of misinformation about Russia Ukraine what is the real threat that we face from Putin 
Well, following back on what we were saying earlier, I think there is a legitimate threat. I think when people tell you, this is what I'm going to do, and they're enemies of the United States, I think you should listen. But I think uh, a lot of this, a lot of this could have been avoided. Um, I think that the American people, again, when we go back to the narrative, as soon as I see George Soros, Sean Penn, the media, the Democrats, the current regime, uh, the establishment Republicans all saying the exact same thing, Ukraine, awesome, the government's awesome, they're just like us, and Putin is bad, I immediately say, okay, well, that's obviously not true. Because the media, and when I say the media, the traditional media, they're liars. They're flat-out liars. And they are completely in bed, and we know this, we have enough evidence of this, with the communist movement in the United States. And so my the, the, the starting point is, I'm not saying Vladimir Putin isn't a bad guy. I'm saying I think there's a lot more going on. I think the fact that the Ukrainian government is up to its eyeballs in the World Economic Forum, and that, Mm -hmm. you want to talk about insanity, the insanity of that vision for the world, which is nothing short of demonic. And then you look at what uh, the message is. So we always know they're lying, and they always lie for a reason. Normally, one of the reasons is they lie to give themselves time. Mm-hmm. They lied about Mr. Trump, uh, you know, colluding with Russia, which is exactly what they do. So, number one, what they accuse others of doing, they are doing, right? And yeah. so, right now, I think when we look at this, do I think Vladimir Putin would use nukes in this war? I do. And I do because I think he is holding on to power and the... It is on the table. And here's why I say that, because they say it is. And when the leaders, the military leaders, and the president of a country say all options are on the table and they keep emphasizing nuclear options are on the table, that means nuclear options are on the table. Wow. And I don't think we should, we should look past that. No. I think we are foolish to look past it. I think, you know, 100% of the Chinese government from 1921 to today has had one message and yet our presidents have been so busy kissing their ass instead of preparing a military. You t- you look at what our military generals are doing. Most well, of them and admirals are, are not prepared for a war with China, but a war with China could happen. No, what they're preparing, what they're preparing is uh, just recently last week, the DOD came out, uh, the Pentagon came out with their equity plan. And uh, yeah, just today I heard that there is a suicide um, cluster that happened on a, a Navy ship and uh, our, our military isn't battle ready. But yet we face a possible nuclear threat from Vladimir Putin. And he is an evil bad guy. And we do have to take that seriously. By the way, we're talking to John Guandolo, president and founder of Understanding the Threat, which is the only organization in America, by the way, that goes around and trains local communities, leaders and officials on understanding the threat. And that's what we're tr- I'm trying to do with you tonight is understand uh, some. This reminds me so much in some ways, John Guandolo of Syria, when you didn't know who were the bad guys and who weren't when all that was going on there. Right. Um, 
and and that's that's kind of the case now and so i kind of was taking a position of it's you know it's not our circus right and, and we don't need to be not our what's the old saying it's not our tent not our circus not our clowns but in this case we need to take this threat seriously um and you come from the naval academy or do you trust our, our military right now to get engaged because if we're going to fend off a nuclear war that's a serious engagement well, I'll start. I'll answer that question by saying, when uh, members of the transition team for Mr. Trump, uh, I was asked for some recommendations, and one of the recommendations I made was, uh, at that time, everybody in the military with a star on their shoulder, all four branches, should be fired on inauguration day. Now that didn't happen, uh, but the reason I said it is because at that point we had been at war for 15 years, mm-hmm. and nobody. Nobody with a star on their shoulder decided they needed to actually identify the enemy. As of today, we still haven't identified the enemy in the war that uh, the wars that we fought in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, uh, parts of Africa, Philippines, and other places. Nobody's nobody's ide- nowhere in our national security doc- doctrine documents have we identified who it is we're fighting. And, and so George W. Bush didn't do that either. George W. Bush didn't do no, that either. In fact, that's no, all been scrubbed. A, a, that's the thing. This is not a, a political issue. This is a national security issue. And so, you know, we just recently briefed the governor uh, of, a, of a state, and, and it was he was asking about the Afghan refugees. But it, it is applicable. A piece of that is applicable to this discussion because we showed him, look, here's an al-Qaeda guy that worked for President Clinton. Here's a guy that's an ISIS commander that the State Department trained in the United States five times mm. on weapons and tactics training. And he was an ISIS commander. Here's a guy who's Al Qaeda guy inside the U.S. Capitol teaching classes. Here's a guy that's a Hezbollah guy. Here's a guy. And we just and finally, he's like, does our government know how to tell the difference between friend and foe? And we said, no, they do not. And that it, over you know five administrations. And this is why we are in the position we're in, because the American people have been putting up with leaders of both sides of the political aisle who are unprofessional and grossly incompetent. The fact that, like you mentioned, Ted Cruz, when, when you say we must enforce a fly, no-fly zone, you are saying, I'm willing to go to war with Russia. And my question from the beginning about this whole Russia-Ukraine thing is, what is the American national security interest here? And there is none. It might be a bad situation. It might be a terrible situation. But what is the U.S. Na- we have got communists and jihadis running the freaking U.S. government. How about we start there? How about we focus there? But we're not going to because we've got the other the other side running the show right now. Well, yeah, in- including the fact that uh, Pompeo, I-, I-, I met with him and was anyway, um before he became the Secretary of State and running the CIA, and he couldn't, still never got the Muslim Brotherhood declared a terrorist organization, right? Now that Iran's got, uh, how much are we paying for security right now? Uh, because there's hits out on, on Mike Pompeo from Iran, who we are having negotiate, and we're, we're allowing Russia to negotiate with Iran right now on a nuke deal. 
it's just absolute insanity going on. Michelle Bachman tried to raise awareness as to the the depths that the Muslim Brotherhood had infiltrated our government, and it was the Republican Party that ran her out on a rail. So you're, right. you're right. Nani Darwish told me once, she wrote this book, Now They Call Me Infidel, and she told me, we must be courageous enough to name our enemy its location. And the enemy in its location is currently here in the United States. And that's but but at the same time, as long as Putin's only a threat to drop in a nuke on Ukraine, then we don't engage. But I'm still and this may be the, you know, the the daughter of two Marines in me. But I'm concerned if we don't engage. I mean, maybe we need maybe we need to hit him before he hits us. I don't know. 30 seconds. Wrap us up, John Guandolo. Well, I think if we're going to send back into war, we should know why we're fighting and the national interest. I do not believe we should be involved there. I believe we should be clearing the communists and jihadis out of the U.S. government. uh, And that's not going to happen anywhere else but at the local level. And that's what understanding the threat does. We train citizens how to identify and flush these people out of your county and reestablish a Republican form of government in your county. Understanding the threat dot com. Thank you so much for being here. I'll let you get back to mowing that lawn. Yeah, I'm going to have to use my lights now, but it's okay. For you, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, John Guandolo. Appreciate you so much. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because we're going to actually shift to some good news. Y'all want to hear some good news? We've got some good news coming coming from Florida and from Oklahoma. So you're going to want to stay tuned to hear what that is. This is the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. A.K. Dynamite in a Dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. Y'all ready for some good news? Should I start with Florida or do they get too much credit for, for good news? Should I go to Oklahoma first? I would go to Oklahoma because they need some cred because Florida is just the land of great news. I know. It's like it's like when somebody wins. Dare I say, DeSantis did it again. Right. It's like DeSantis is almost becoming Tom Brady and, you know, the the Patriots, right? Like winning all the time, right? I'm it starting to feel... Res- to the nation of Florida. Yeah, I'm starting to feel resentful. Not really. <laughs> How about governor swap? I, I, I want to do that. Oh, my gosh. Would, would that just be heaven? You know, would, do you think Florida would let... A plain land with Newsom in it to be to be governor. We might not ever let him leave. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, so let's let's make our way to Oklahoma first. So the Oklahoma lawmakers today gave final approval to a bill that's been modeled after. Wait for it. Con- the controversial Texas abort- abortion law. So what this bill does in Oklahoma, it not only bans abortion at the point in which a physician can detect early cardiac activity in an embryo or a fetus. And that what's interesting about this is they didn't put an actual weak timeline on it. They said any time that there's cardiac activity on the part of the fetus, and which can be as early as six weeks into pregnancy. In addition to that, they also passed House Bill 4327, which allows private citizens to bring civil lawsuits against abortion providers. Um, this is really interesting. It would pre, pre, however, um, House Bill 4327 would pre, prohibit abortions at any point of a pregnancy with exceptions for medical emergencies. So, um, wow. So it's kind of two competing bills. Um, and I think it's because one may, it's kind of like one may pass and one may not. But these, well, these bills have, have been given their final approval by the lawmakers. It's got to go to the governor to sign into law. And this governor has said he will sign any bill. 
He's pledged to sign every piece of legislation limiting abortion that reach, reaches his desk. He's And once signed, this bill would take effect immediately. Um, earlier, this is Governor Stitt, he signed a bill into law that makes performing an abortion illegal in the state. So I think what his strategy is as a governor is just bring me any bill you got. Bring me every bill you got, lawmakers, because we know that this is going to be challenged, right? And I think it's smart strategy um, because it, it's I think it's in, in in anticipation of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. I think that that's what's expected. And I think that's one reason why you see Republican lawmakers, because the repeal of Roe v. Wade makes sure that people understand. And, and we're waiting to hear, I think, I think on the Mississippi Dobbs case out of Mississippi, what will happen is it will go back to the states. So that's why we've got I think that's the play. He doesn't specifically say it, but I think that's the play for Oklahoma. Why he's saying, I'm going to sign every bill you got, every one you got for me. It's kind of like a shock and awe, right? He wants to get it all in, it signed into, into law and it's going to, and kind of like what the Democrats do. They're doing everything that they can to push everything that they can get through before the midterms because hoping that some of it will stick. What do you think the national reaction is overall going to be, Andrea, if Roe versus Wade is eventually overturned? Well, I think it's going to be, well, I think California is preparing for that. You've got Mussolini here preparing to make California, it's, it's abortion tourism, right? And and he, we reported I, a couple nights ago, I think it was last week, about the amount of money that abortion clinics are paying to build new clinics, hire a bunch of people, and not just that, but near the transit area, right? Where there's a bus coming in or Amtrak, planes, make it convenient, right? And the taxpayers of California will be footing the bill to fly people here to pay for their children to come here pay for their hotels pay for their expenses while they're here think about that it's one thing if new Celine, and that's that's just disgusting to me on a variety of different fronts one of which is because um it's one thing as a governor here or as a state because the if roe v wade is overturned it goes back to the states so if it, the state has the right here to make abortion legal but to force the taxpayers we're paying for that and not and not even just paying for somebody to come out of state to have the procedure but their travel their travel so now you know hey you know what how hear me out here you know what how can we get a free trip to California? You know, I've always wanted to go to L.A. I've always wanted to... L.A. Disneyland. I've always wanted to go to that Disneyland. Here's a way to do it. Y'all think I'm crazy? Like, that won't happen? Free trip to California? Yeah. Well, speaking... Let's take a little trip down to Florida. Uh, he has signed... DeSantis has signed uh, the 15-week abortion ban into law. And... um the legislation does allow for abortions. Let's give you some details here. The legislation does allow for abortions past 15 weeks, but only in situations involving, quote, a fatal fetal abnormality and makes no exceptions for rape or for incest. And it also, at, at least from what I'm reading here from Fox News, it also doesn't make any exceptions for the life of the mother. And my understanding is that there has never been an instance where they needed to abort a baby to save a mother's life. Uh, that's what cesarean sections are for, right? Um, the law limits the time an abortion is legal by nine weeks as abortions were previously banned in the state past 24 weeks. And DeSantis emphasized that the legislation is not the only aspect of his pro-life agenda, which is true. It, he also, the bill also allocates funds to increase the number of infant mortality review boards across Florida, which is wonderful, as well as all he did recently to promote follow, 
fatherhood. So I think these are two great stories. Great way to end the first hour of the Andrea K Show. But y'all come on back because we got hour two. Got more to bring to you guys, including uh, some information on what's happening with the gas tax here in California and more. So come on back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer is San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 